It's really late, but it's not so late. It's so early that it's not so late. But it's here, and it's the news, according to me. Good afternoon, I guess it is already. 12-15, February 29th, Thursday, first show of the week. It's ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Not what I had planned. Let's just say that. But thank goodness I got at least one show in today. I, I don't, um, or this week. I've got. Um, I do apologize for being so tardy, but I have a a dilly of a dolly of a show for you this afternoon. Hopefully, uh, get through this whole thing without any troubles. I've got. I already realized my my mouse is dead. I got a dead mouse here. Not a not the not the kind that like live, but the kind that have batteries in them. I've got. Went to start using it, and apparently I didn't. I forgot to charge it up last time. I, I usually charge it like once a month, and apparently this month is you know because we had this extra day. Apparently, didn't uh, get it done in time. I have um. Oh, I've just got so many things to talk about. Boy, it's just it's been so long since we talked, and I've I've just uh. Have so many things. One one is I you know I, my cup. I haven't had a cup all week. Folks, I haven't had a chance to have a cup of chai since Monday morning. I've had, I had a cup Monday morning at about 4 a.m. And I have been on the go ever since. I have been, I spent uh, most of a day in Traverse City, Michigan. And I ended up spending a day in Chicago the next day. Uh, however, I ended up in Last night I was actually in, uh, where was I last night? Green Bay. Yeah, I was in Green Bay last night, Chicago the night before, in Traverse City the night before that. I, I have, it is, it's just, let's just say it's been a crazy week. Uh, and tomorrow I have no idea what, how, how things are going. I actually got done this morning and I was like, you know what, I'm going home. I've, I've got to go home for a little while. So I, I, I came home. Just got home about an hour ago. And... They were trying to send me off somewhere else, and I guess that got nixed. I was supposed to end up in Fargo, but that was just going to be a very quick trip. But I'd rather be home. I have there's plenty of other people right now that um, are available to do what I, what they want me to do tomorrow. So I'm I'm believing that tomorrow morning at some point I will be able to do a show. Now I may end up having to do the show from the car, but at this point. I'm pretty confident that I'll be able to do a show tomorrow morning. It may be really early in the morning. I may look like, uh, well, who knows what that's going to look like. But it's, it's, yeah, we'll just try to get the show done tomorrow morning. Now, having said all that, I do have um, a lot of things on the docket this morning just to talk about because so much has happened this week, and including last weekend that I, I think last show I had was last Friday. So there will be a show tomorrow, hopefully. And tomorrow, we're going to stick with this format of tomorrow's show is going to have a lot of uh, audio clips. So it's going to be uh, Audio Friday, so we're going to call it. Fraudio, we'll call it. Yeah, that's what we're going to call it. Um, we have, have some things to talk about. And one of the things that happened this last week is, um, well, this AT&T thing is, is a big deal. Uh, we, we need to talk about that. However... One of the big things I think that 
needs to be spoken of is this whole thing that happened with, with AI. Um, this, was it Google's AI thing? I don't know what it's, what it's called from Google. Um, because this whole scandal thing happened as this, all, all this crazy stuff started happening with this AI program. Now, I might, nobody's talking about, everybody, everybody's talking about the AI thing, but nobody's, not everybody's talking about it, but a lot of people are talking about the AI thing, but nobody's talking about this one point that I want to make. And I think it's the most important point of the whole thing. And that is what's in my cup. I have um, chai with Almond Joy Creamer. But what's really exciting is the backup cup today. I've, I've got a cup almost half full of Chick-fil-A sweet tea. And oh yeah, it's good. It's a little bit watered down now because of the, the ice that was in there, but I kind of sucked it down pretty fast. However, onward and upward. Now this, this AI thing, um, it has exposed itself in, in ways that I don't think people are talking about. And I, th I think it's really important that we do uh, carry this out in, in terms of what, what is really happening with this thing. It is very obvious now, and, and nobody's saying anything about this because I don't think anybody really thinks of it this way. But it's, to me, it's very, very obvious that AI is not, artific it's not artificial intelligence. It's, 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 there's no such thing as artificial intelligence in my opinion. I don't even know if this is a better term, but the term I use is synthetic intelligence because it is, it is a contrived intelligence. And, and what I'm saying there is you may have a computer or a system that has some learning ability, supposedly. Supposedly it learns from itself. That's not, that's not necessarily intelligence. The problem with this is behind it all. You have an algorithm. You have someone inputting how it's going to make those decisions. How it's going to go from one thing to the next. What was caught this last week is that people were typing in, show me a picture of a happy white person. Well, I'm sorry, we can't give you that. That goes against our terms of service and we don't want to, you know, discriminate with. Okay. Show me a picture of a happy black person. Okay, here you go. Here's, here's a picture of a happy black person. Show me a picture of a bank robber. 99 times out of 100, 99 pictures that they're going to show you are going to be white people, white men. Is it just on and on and on? And then, of course, you ask for, show me a picture of Benjamin Franklin. He's black. Show me a picture of George Washington or the founding fathers. They're all, they're all black. This is not artificial intelligence. And of course, they, the, now the key point is here, it, they didn't come out and say, well, you know, it's learning. It's trying to figure it out right now. I can type into a Google search, show me a picture of George Washington, and it will show up with George Washington. Uh, I just learned that. It took me two seconds. You're, you're, there's something behind this algorithm. There's something behind the, the innate ability behind it <clears throat> that has been programmed in. It hasn't been learned. It's been programmed in. And this is what I think we need to wake up to, this fact that there is someone behind these formulas. Everybody uses the words algorithms, and that's – some people don't even know what that means. It's just kind of – they like to throw that word out there all the time. Hillary Clinton always said, they use these algorithms to promote this, this, this TikTok about me that was, you know, trying to affect the election by telling people to vote on Wednesday instead of Tuesday. I'm like, 
Yeah, both, both sides people did that. And one guy ended up in jail for it. And guess which side he was on? And we'll talk about that a little bit more tomorrow. I, this whole th- the hysteria about Donald Trump is going nuts. And, I, and people are finally starting to say it. I, I just heard Stephen Crowder say it this morning. Uh, he said something about how they're – and they're starting to kind of openly say it now. If Donald Trump is allowed to, to be on the ballot, he's going to win. We can't have that. How dare we have the American people decide who's going to win? We got to save democracy. If he gets into office, he's never going to leave. Uh, he, you know, he's getting up there in years, folks. Um, Five years from now, when he leaves office, it's, he's going to be, you know, in his 80s. I don't think he's going to keep on going there. I Even if he did want to hold on to not, not, you know, be reelected or not just close down elections from here on. I think what we're heading for this year, because they keep saying it can be done. Apparently, they think it can, they think it can be done because they think Donald Trump's going to do it. So I, I would assume they're planning on doing it, actually. Is what I'm pretty sure they're planning on doing because they have to save democracy. How dare we, you know. Allow the American people to, we just can't trust the American people to vote on who they want to have for president. We can't allow this guy to be on the ballot. Can't allow this guy to be on the ballot. Oh my goodness, this guy could win. That's terrible. Did they realize what they're saying here? What they're saying is the American people are about to decide who's going to be their president and it could be Donald Trump and they can't have that because he he would destroy democracy. Do you see the irony here? They don't, you don't know what's good for you. We have to decide for you what, there's a county judge apparently in Illinois now that's trying to take him off the ballot too in, in Illinois. Well, you know, he's been convicted of an uh, – he's been uh, charged with insurrection and he's, he's an insurrectionist. He participated in the insurrection. So therefore, he's, he's invalid. Get, get take him off the ballot. There's a county judge doing this in Illinois. They're just throwing everything they can. They are in such disarray and disillusionment and just crazy talk. He's going to execute us all. Ah, he's going to kill us all. Ah. He's a dictator. He's a fascist. He's a racist, supremacist. So that's all we keep hearing about. I just listened to Nikki Haley. Uh, Speaking of Nikki Haley, uh, the South Carolina primary, and of course, then there was the Detroit primary. (laughs) I guess she lost a lot worse than the South Carolina primary than what they initially, they kind of initially reported the end of it and then just kind of moved on. They haven't talked about it. I think, I think she only got 28% of the vote, the way I understand it. I don't know if that was, I don't think that was Detroit. I think that was actually... Unless I got my numbers mixed up. It, my, I don't think it was in Detroit. I think she actually got 28% in Iowa. Uh, no, I know D- Detroit, I think, was even less. I think it was uh, 16% or something like that. I think it was ridiculously low. I keep saying Detroit. I mean, sh- Michigan. But it's, it's interesting how, how this all pans. Now, of course, Donald Trump. <laughs> I mean, uh, Okay, I got some clips of things Donald Trump said, and what I, I'm going I'm to use it tomorrow. There's one thing he said about. You know, I, I, I'll, I'll save that for tomorrow. I'm not going to play it today. <laughs> I literally, I was driving in my car. I heard this, heard him. It was apparently it wasn't at a rally even. It was just like a it was like an advertisement type of a speech. He put out like a statement, and. The, <laughs> I, I laughed so hard I almost had to pull off the car. I had to pull the car off the, off the road the way he said something. I, it, was, it was so hilarious. Um, just the way he says this, he just throws it out there. And, of course, it was just hilarious. So I ended up um, looking at the end of this. No, Nikki Haley, went, she went on this rant. I, I played this one video. I think it was on – it was, it was from, from – uh, what was it? I can't remember the name of the organization, the news organization that had it. It, it might have been – 
I, I can't remember. They, they, they played this. They had this little clip of her at a, at a rally, and she's talking, and I'm talking, 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 talking about Donald Trump. She keeps on going on about Donald Trump, about how things he says it is – of course, she, she lied about things. She misrepresented a lot of things that he said. She's going on and on about it, about him and how he just keeps talking about himself. He just keeps talking about himself. And I don't, 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 it's not about him. It's about the American people. And she keeps on going about him. About, and my, my only thought was, well, he's, maybe he's only talking about himself, but all you're talking about is him. It's, all you're talking about is Donald Trump. Let's, do you have any other subject that you want to get, you know, move on to? Well, there's a real question of why she is staying in this race. I, and now it is completely, she's not even running against Joe Biden anymore. She, she's not even really speaking out against the, the Democrats and, and, and Joe Biden or anything else. She's, she's almost, con, con, almost, con. now I think somebody's probably got a hold of her ear and, from the left and saying, you know, we might just switch you over and make you the candidate and make you run against Donald Trump. I, that's probably what I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Democrats are telling her that. Oh, you're you know you're you're so favored by the Democrats. We could probably run you and you'd win, and we'd much rather have you there than than Donald Trump. And then when when she does, when she decides to go that route, they'll pull the carpet out from under her, just like they did Liz Cheney and everybody else. They pat you on the back. They get you. They, they pat you on the head. Convince you. Oh, you're presidential material. Oh, we look at you. You got you got a high, higher favorability among Democrats. You could be a good good swing candidate, no middle-of-the-road centrist. And then, of course, that it never happens. But she's out there campaigning against Donald Trump. She's not campaigning against Joe Biden or saying why her – well, she, she'll say why her platform is better. But it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Everything she says is basically drivel. It just, and, and, but now she's lost some donors. Uh, the Koch brothers, which is not, I think one of the Koch brothers actually passed away, but that, that or, their organization that was funding her, which is an anti-Trump, they're, they're anti-Trump. They're Republicans, but Republicans in Nemo. They're, 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 they are the head of the establishment. Rona McDaniel apparently now has decided to drop, drop out. She was the head of the RNC. And he's, she's the one that, I don't know if you remember, Vivek Ramaswamy at the, uh, one of the debates Challenged her to step up and resign right there, right then and there. Because she's done nothing but lose elections. I saw, saw Babylon B. <laughs> Babylon B put out this little meme that was a, it was a, uh, how the Democrats were going to hire Ronald McDaniel to run the DNC since she was so good at defeating Republicans. <laughs> Which is sad. I shouldn't laugh, but it's, it's true. She has been that she has been she mismanaged funds, hasn't supported the right people, just been completely off board on which because she's establishment and that's all she's trying to do. She's just and she's just following Mitch McConnell's lead on a lot of those things. Well, speaking of Mitch McConnell, he's, he's stepping down in November. About 10 years too late, in my opinion. I think you're a little bit past your prime there, uh, Mitch. Like I've said, it's, it's not about Mitch. It's about all the people around Mitch. It's about the, the, the structure, the organization, the machine that is about around the Mitch McConnell staff. This, it's, it's this whole group of people that run the show, the administration that is Mitch McConnell. And it, it's, it's just – it's not just about one man. It's not about one person. 
That's why these guys stay in office so long because there's so many people behind him that depend on him for his for their for their bread and butter. He's got to stay in office or they lose their job. This is what ends up happening. Now, having said all of that, uh, Mitch stepping down, Nikki Haley still. My opinion, the Koch brothers, I guess they dropped out. They've dropped her as financially support. There's also another one, and I can't remember the name. In fact, it was not a name I was familiar with, but apparently there's another. Now, one of the people who support Nikki Haley and who's also paying for a lot of the court cases, believe it or not, against Trump. If you remember, Kellyanne Conway had a husband. I believe she's divorced him now, finally. Her husband's name, is it Kyle Conway? I can't remember, I can't remember the guy's name. He's, a, he's a, a, a regular, I mean, every, like every night on MSNBC. I think, it's, I think it's MSNBC. I don't think he's on CNN. Constantly going on about the Trump cases. He's a, he's an, he's a legal expert over there. And of course, he's the guy funding a lot of the anti-Trump stuff. He's, you know, him and Cohen... Between the two of those guys, they, they're, they're just baboons. These guys, Michael Cohen is continually lifted up as some kind of an expert. And for the last five years, he's been saying, oh, the walls are closing in on Donald Trump. Oh, Donald Trump's about to go to jail. Oh, that's all we've heard for the last five years. Of course, now their heads are popping off because the Supreme Court has decided to hear the case, the Jack Smith case on the documents case, the presidential immunity thing. And of course, now they're going nuts about that because the the court isn't going to to hear the oral arguments for seven weeks, which puts them well beyond the time when they can get a court date set because everything stops until that appeal is done. Once those seven weeks are passed, then they hear the the oral arguments, and of course, by that point, it's going to be too late to get him incarcerated before the election in November, supposedly, I guess, from what I've been told. And of course, if he does get a diplomatic immunity and they rule against him on that case, then the case is over anyway. The Fawny Willis case, which is the big fanny down in Atlanta, Georgia, is continuing to explode about every day. It's just one thing after another. It's become a case of she is obviously <laughs> the lies and the deception and the misappropriation. How is this not a case where the is, – is there any IRS agent out there of all these thousands of extra agents that they've hired now that they're going to be hiring? Is there not one of them out there listening to this case going, hey – uh, we think there might be a, this might be a good opportunity to do an audit. This, this gal, uh, this, all of these people involved in this whole thing had some cash flowing around. She has on the stand admitted to taking cash out of her campaign. It's all fungible. I don't think she, I'm not sure she understands the, the meaning of the word fungible. If you take $100,000 out of your campaign fund, And you put it into cash, that's fine. Your campaign can have cash on hand. That's not a problem. But you better account for it. If the books say you took $50,000 out in cash, you better have that $50,000 or have these receipts for what you spent it on. One of the two. 
because it better be there. Now, she says she doesn't have that much. And by the way, she, she's on the stand saying that her father always taught her to be a, you know, to be a woman. She, she, anytime she leaves the house, she should have, if she goes on a date with a man, she should have a couple hundred dollars in her wallet. Just in case he, you know, he, he leaves her, you know, leaves her high and dry and she needs to get home. Okay, well, that's fine. A couple hundred bucks, whatever. I, and I'm all for ha- people having a little bit of emergency cash stored on them somewhere. That's not a problem. But at the same time, uh, you can pretty much go anywhere with a credit card. Uh, you know, so, and that's a little bit safer sometimes because you can always cancel that instead of just having cash on you. And if everybody knows, and here's the problem. She's out there saying, well, every woman should do this. That's going to make every woman now a target. Okay, every, well, everybody says that women should carry cash around. So I know that women are carrying cash around. That makes them a target. She claims that she has tens of thousands of dollars in her house. Hello, can you say home invasion? Every woman should have that much, that kind of, my, my daddy told me, so they pulled her daddy on the stand, put her daddy, to testify that she, 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 she carries cash, she carries a lot of cash. Now, the point with this was that they were going, see, here's the whole, the whole problem with this whole thing. She claimed she wasn't having a relationship with this guy she hired to be and paid him at the same rate. She was having this affair with this married man. Married at the time, he's not married now. Of course, he's going through his divorce case, which is how this, all this stuff came up. So, she, this, so this, this, she's having this affair with this guy. Well, she wants to hire him to be on the, on the court case. With that. And when this all came up, she knew this was going to be a high-profile case a couple of years ago. She knew this was going to be a big deal. It was going to be a big budget, pretty much an unlimited budget. Paying him the same rate. I'm paying him the same rate as everybody else. But why are they just picking on that guy? Well, because... He might be getting billed the same, he might be billing the same rate. The problem is the hours that he's billing is ridiculous. He made just in his, quote, contract, billable contracts that he, that, that he, that he was into, it was over $600,000. When you add up all the other expense reports that he had in return, it's, it, it's pretty close to a million dollars. Now, here's the problem. She was having all this money paid to him and then having him take them on vacations. This lady went on like seven major trips in the last two years. Cancun, Australia, Europe, the Bahamas, down the islands several times, all over the place. And of course, he paid for everything. And that's why they're saying this is a this is a you know misappropriation of funds. Somehow this was a launder, money laundering scheme. But then she says, "Well, I paid him back in cash. We went 50-50. He paid for his, and I paid for mine. I paid him in cash." You're lying about everything. That's what that's basically what she was telling the prosecutor. Now, at the same time, all this was going on. She she claimed that she was not having this affair until after they took the case. She, she signed him up for the case. Not true either. She's got a couple of uh, a couple of issues here. One of them is her very close friend who testified against her. Who now she says she's not my friend anymore. From the stand, she said, "What? What relevance is that to the case? I don't understand what you're saying." Well, she's not going to be my friend anymore. She was a friend. She's not anymore. Then she's then we got we got the problem of of some of the other her her the boyfriend's uh, 
friends who have gotten on stand and now they're they're caught in this thing saying they said that they knew that he she, he was having the relationship prior to being hired. Now they're saying, well, that was just speculation. I was just speculating. I didn't know for sure. And one of the uh, lawyers from the Trump side was questioning him and just laid into him about this whole thing and really spelled it out, made it, made it very clear. These two are obviously need to be disqualified from the case. And I think anybody else, if it was anybody else, they'd be disbarred for committing perjury because they did. They, they both committed perjury. They know it. Now, he, I think his reputation, his, his job is over with. He's, he's, he, his career is done. He's probably not going to get hired again. Uh, the problem with, with, with her is that she has this political power that she's into right now. At the same time, this is going on now. This is kind of getting confusing, but Letitia, Titishi, Tishi, Letitia, that the, the New York case, the fraud case, now we find out that there's some issues with her. And it has to do with funds and money. She has had, and this, this happens a lot on federal level, but it also does happen on e even local level, folks. This, stuff, this kind of thing happens. But state level, it definitely happens. She was in her, she, she, has, she, has, she has an elected position. She was elected into her position. So she ran a campaign and her whole campaign was about going after Donald Trump. She knew if she mentioned Donald Trump, she could win the campaign because there was so much hatred for Donald Trump that all she had to do was say, well, she, she's going to be the person who goes after Donald Trump and she's going to win. Now, another thing that you have to think about is this, this whole thing with Donald Trump and this, what has blown up now in New York, this whole $355 million lawsuit or fine that they're charging him for, for nothing, for doing nothing to other than making a loan they paid back that the bank is happy with and they would be happy to do business with him again. This whole thing blew up because of this, because of what he, um, because of this fine that they charged, which is now being ruled as, you know, uh, cruel and unusual. It's, it's punitive. It's not, it's, it's a, Nancy Hochul, who's the governor of New York, has now come out and said, oh, don't worry, folks. Don't, don't leave the, don't leave the state. We want your investment dollars here. This isn't going to happen to you. This only happened because Donald Trump is an extenuating circumstance. Donald Trump is an exceptional circumstance. Oh, so you're just picking on Donald Trump because Donald Trump is the only person who's ever done this. False. Kevin O'Leary made it very clear. Every real estate investor everywhere does this all day long. That's what he said. Now, he claims, uh, Kevin O'Leary claims that there's going to be an estimated, at, at the very least, over the next 10 years, there will be at least $10 billion diverted from New York if, in investments. He said at least that much, just in the people he knows himself personally. Now, I think he's going to become a target. I, I, he's, not, he's, not, he's coming out and making it very clear. I'm not standing up for Donald Trump. I'm just saying this is a principle thing. He's not, he's not a Trump supporter, supposedly. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to these people. It doesn't matter if you come out and say that or not. You can, you can diminish Donald Trump all you want to, but when you come out and say anything in support of the guy, you are the enemy now. Because orange man bad. Because you're now you're a racist, evil dictator. He, he's going to be a target, I guarantee you. At some point, they're going to turn on, on the guy. 
And he's, he is uh, looking at several investments. He's, he's doing, doing his big investments into uh, data centers now because that is a big deal for AI, AI and everything else that's going on. They need data centers. They need these places. Basically, data centers are just basically servers. These big facilities that have servers and then they need a lot of electricity to run them, uh, dependable electricity to run things and to have signals and all the cabling that needs to happen. It's, it's, it's a multi, 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 million, 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 it's a multi, multi million dollar um, investment that they have to make in this this stuff. It's quite the big projects, but it is a huge needed service to to provide for these people for ongoing for the next twenty years. Now, Kevin O'Leary is not going to live probably another twenty years. I don't know. I don't know how old the guy is. Maybe he's my age. I don't know. Maybe he'll maybe he'll live that long. He, he I think he's older than he. I think he's as. Let me put it this way. I think he's a lot younger than he looks, but I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I think he looks older than he is. I know some people like that. I have um, – so this, this stuff's all going on. So in the meantime, this stuff is all blowing up. Now, of course, now they've got the same time with the truckers. There's, they're estimated there's about 30 percent of the truckers out there that are not going to New York now. They're, they're pushing back. The independent truckers are pushing back. Um, and it, it is causing some havoc and they're, they're expecting some more protests in the city. Of course, what, how much is that going to cost them? They're setting up barriers. They're setting up all kinds of things. They're getting ready for the big, the big protests that are going to happen because of the lawsuits, because of the Donald Trump lawsuit. Now, of course, this always happens. Riots, riots don't really break out from people on the conservative side. It's, it's, you know, the riots don't happen there. The riots that destroy things typically are on the left. Now, this January 6th thing was minute compared to the kind of riots that broke out in D.C. all over town, destroying private businesses, not just, not just somebody trying to break into the Capitol, but destroying private businesses. The dollar amounts that were destroyed because of their, their protests with Donald Trump being in office were outrageous. But of course, we can't talk about that. That was all, you know, that was all, it's, oh, isn't this beautiful? It's just, you know, it's just uh, speech, freedom of speech. Oh, this is the First Amendment. It's practicing the First Amendment here. Yeah, people destroying other people's property is nuts. Not nuts, First Amendment. Okay, so let's talk about some other things. This, this uh, issue with what's going on in New York. In the process of all this, apparently what has been determined now is that Tishy Latish? Is it, is it uh, Latisha Jackson? Latisha James? What, what her name is? She she apparently has had these ghost donors, and this is a pro, there's a, several of them. And of course, now she right after she won election and she got into office as the prosecutor or the attorney general, whatever she is there in New York. She paid $300,000 to campaign advisors. They, these, they had this way of laundering this, this, all this money like this all the time. They, they, we don't know who these campaign advisors are. You know, I can be a campaign advisor and charge somebody $200,000 and just say, win. There you go. There's your, there's your advice. Okay, here's your $200,000. Thank you very much. I'll give you 100000 back just for... To you personally, just for helping me out there. Thanks. Appreciate it. This is how this happens. The backwash, the backflow from all this 
happens with cash, typically. And they launder this money out of their campaigns because the campaign has to pay for it. If all these campaign funds are sitting around. They can't get to them. So what they do is they, they find phony ways. I think, was it, uh, who was it that had this that personal bodyguards? I think they, well, that might have been Fanny. She had personal bodyguards and happened to be her, her family members and they were making all kinds of money. So she was paying them. And, and Letitia did the same thing. During her campaign, she did the same thing. This is how they funnel money back to, the, to their own pocket. Or pay people off around them. It is absolutely corrupt. The, the, the corruption, the underbelly, the, the sleazy stuff that goes on behind the scenes would just, one time I was flying into to Reagan National. I looked out the window and saw the, the Capitol building and saw all the stuff there, and Washington Monument, all that stuff. And I just, out of the blue, I just got this sick feeling in my stomach that there was just, all I saw was this big beast that kind of rolled over on its side just for a second. And it was just nothing but worms and dirty bugs of all kinds. Kind of, kind of like when you pick up a piece of plywood that's been laying in the grass for a couple of days or a couple, you know, a couple of weeks or a month or a year. You pick it up. You know, or a log in the woods somewhere, you pick it up underneath the thing, it's just all kinds of worms. Everything goes scattering. All kinds of worms and bugs. That's, that's kind of what I saw there all of a sudden. And, uh, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that goes on every day. Now, whew, that's a lot to get caught up in. They, um, the so so the problem is now that they're they're going after her basically I, I, she's she's probably going to be headed for you know disaster being expelled. Most of these people who do this stuff typically end up falling over their own sword. Um, you know, we, all of a sudden we find out about all the corruption and all the crazy stuff that goes on behind the scenes. I guess uh, this Engeron, who was the judge in this whole thing, will probably end up losing his license, but he he won't, he won't care. He's you know he's he's. He thinks that he's done his thing. He's, he's had his time in the sun, his 15 minutes of fame, and he's going to probably write a book and go on a tour and make a million dollars. pay him a million dollars to do it or whatever, whatever. He doesn't really care. He's, he's going to make his money off this thing because he's the guy. The, the, they're trying to destroy Trump financially. They, they made all kinds of rulings. Now, the, get this. This is how ridiculous this is. They fine Donald Trump $355 million. Then they say, if you want to appeal... First, you have to pay that amount or post a bond to pay that amount before you can file. So he's got to come up with even 10% bond. That's, you know, it's $45 million. Now you're paying, until it gets paid, you're paying $100,000 a day for interest on that. $100,000 a day. By the time he can get this settled and get it appealed, it's estimated that it will probably go up to close to half a million dollars that he's going to owe him by the time all this gets done. Now, on top of that, he's not allowed to borrow any money from anyone in New York because he's not allowed to do business in New York for the next three years. I mean, there's, there's several things going on here. He's... he's they, they have basically 
and, or in his, in his family, his, his children can't even do it. And no one in New York is allowed to borrow, to loan him money personally. It, they have completely shackled this guy. This is kind of like when they put him in, into court and said, we're, gag- we're going to put you under, under a gag order. You can't talk about the case. He's the, he's the defendant. This, the, the kind of kangaroo, crazy court that they're messing with, this, the, this, the way they're doing this stuff is just unbelievable to me. I, it's just, and they're getting – well, they're not really getting away with it. People are turning against this very quickly. Once they're finding out what's going on here, they're, they're – and, of course, the, the main me- – the legacy media news isn't, isn't telling you. They're, they just keep telling you, oh, he's, he's convicted in this. He's a, he's a, first of all, he's a you – know, he's a, he's a uh, sex, sex abuser. He's, he's, you know, he's got sexual assault, committed sexual assault. He's a fraud, committed fraud against the banks, inflated the property, his, his property values. The place was only worth $18 million. He says it's worth four, $700 million, whatever it was. And now they're talking about confiscating some of his buildings. And I, my understanding is she, she, uh, Letitia's never going to get away with that. I, there's some lawyers that are saying, no, she, can, uh, she cannot go that, that route. That's not, that's not going to happen for her. The city will end up spending more money trying to get that happening than it's going to be worth it for them. Of course, now you've got, you got too many people involved. You've got financiers involved. You've got uh, – because everything's leveraged. You know? So they're, they're going to try to take that away. It's just not going to happen. You know, who's, who's going to pay the taxes? Who's going to pay this? I mean, there's all kinds of things happening there with all those buildings. And not, not all the buildings that have Trump's name on them are, are owned by Trump. He licenses his name to some of those, some of those buildings. But, but they're going after him because they can't. And she, she thinks she's a hero in this whole thing. Now, think about this. This is a man who most of the country is probably going to vote for for president. He's probably going to win the presidency. And they, they can't stand the fact that he might win. That if he's on the ballot, he's going to win. Well, well, if he's such a bad guy, such a bad person. How could he possibly win? Well, because, because they think you're bad. That's at the bottom of this whole thing. They think this country is evil. All these evil, racist, white supremacist white people are going to vote for this guy because they're racist. And he's brainwashed them. That's what they think, folks. I guarantee, I I see the comments on YouTube. I see the comments on all the, the social media stuff. Their heads have literally just grown some kind of weird virus inside their heads and they're just, they're out of their lily-livered minds. And now you see people that are on both, you know, on the other side of this thing. And they're, they're saying, you know, I think we've lost all sense of rational thought here. Now, you, can't, you can't watch a, a, an episode of Bill Maher. And he has a guest on, that, that person, just the other day he had somebody on that was just talking about this, this one little story about having met Donald Trump and the conversation that she had with, the, with Donald Trump. And it was a black woman and she, she was talking about this. He couldn't stand it. He was like, how dare you have a conversation with the guy? I mean, he, he, she, she kinda, he kind of just like went nuts with this whole thing, was mad about it. Changed the subject immediately because he didn't want to hear that Donald Trump could have a normal conversation with somebody about sports. Because they are completely deranged. I don't know how else to explain this. 
They are insane with this stuff. Now today, I think it's today. Is it today or was it yesterday? I think it's today. I've kind of lost a little bit of touch with some of this. I believe that today, Donald Trump is going to Eagle Pass, Texas. Joe Biden is going somewhere else. <clears throat> I think he's going to El Paso or something. I, Donald Trump's going to where the real problem is. Eagle Pass is. I've, I've been to Eagle Pass, Texas, by the way, several times, probably more times than Joe Biden has been there or Kamala Harris since they've been in office. I, I've seen some of the problems. Now, the, the, <laughs> the big issue here is that, you know, Joe Biden keeps saying that, well, you know, this is all Trump's fault. Um, if you would have touched nothing when you came into office, the, the border was fine before you came into office. And all of a sudden it's all changed when you came into office and now you're blaming the Republicans. And the reason that he's blaming the Republicans is because the, the legislation that they're trying to put through does, has nothing to do with shutting the border. It has, has everything to do with processing everybody coming across the border. They don't want to stop people from coming across the border. They want to, they want to basically have the border. It's not an open border. Okay, this, this whole – they like to play these definition games. When we look at it and we see people coming across and jumping right and you know, getting a, basically a 10-year free pass to be here and cell phones and food and three meals a day in a nice hotel every night for at least a year, when we see that kind of thing, we think of that as an open border. We, that's how we kind of define open border. They're, they're claiming it's not open. The border's not open because we, we process everyone when they come through. We don't just let people walk in and walk out. We have to take your name when you walk in, even if it's the wrong name and we don't get to see you for another 10 years. Because that's, that's how they get around saying it's not an open border. Because they just redefine it. So it's sort of like a vaccine. Well, no, you have to take the vaccine because the vaccine, you know, it's – well, vaccines don't, you know, stop the disease. They just, you know, make it make, – so they make the symptoms better. That's what a vaccine does. Uh, up until 2020, that's what they did. But apparently then after that, we redefined it. This is what they do all the time. I just need to calm down. I have – um. Oh, what else is there? Nancy Pelosi's on the warpath. She's out there. I'll have some clips of her talking tomorrow. Um, talk. I'll have the clips tomorrow of her talking. She's on this. She's on, she's, apparently, she's on some kind of a. I don't know if she's on a book tour or what she's on. She's on, she's been interviewed by several people, and she's not even the speaker. The, the, she's on the news more than. Is it Joaquin? Jeffrey says he's a new. He's a new speaker of the house. I don't even know who the guy is. I. I. I, I he's never in the news. He never. He's never out there talking. It's always Nancy Pelosi. They still call her speaker. Now, of course, they still call Newt Gingrich speaker as well. It's once you're, in, you know, something, they call you by whatever you did last. That's, what, that's why they call me. What I, when I come out of the bathroom, they seem to call me that, whatever what I did last. So the, the Jack, Jack Smith, uh, well, I'm not even going to get into that. <clears throat> so I think, I think that's kind of everything I wanted to cover today. But I do want to reiterate on this whole AI thing. By the, by the way, just I'll also want to circle back here, just circle back just for a second. The, the border 
is becoming such a big issue. And that's why, that's why uh, Joe's going down there because it's polling and apparently it's not going well. Since they're shipping all these people to big cities, these sanctuary cities, they're feeling it. And now you have people who are hurting. Now, I'm not for, I'm not for just dishing out cash all over the place. There's, there's a guy, unfortunately, the guy who wrote, uh, there's a really good interview. If you have a chance to, to watch it before it gets pulled off the internet. Uh, Tucker Carlson interviewed a guy that he wrote the book called The Bell Curve. And it's, it's a very controversial book. But all it is is studies. It's, just, it's, it's studies on statistics, and it's – you have to take it for what it is. It's a very – supposedly this is a racist book. It's not. And nobody's happy about the results. But it's – this guy, uh, he did write a book previous to that and talks about – and by the way, I've always said this, and I, I, I know this for a fact, and this guy confirmed it, that LBJ, Lyndon B. Johnson, was the first president who put into place this, the, the redefinition of the, the general welfare, which is in the Constitution, the general welfare. The, the, the government is responsible for the general welfare. This is where we got welfare, the entitlement. LBJ was the first one who put it into place. It was even though the, the Supreme Court went wishy-washy on it almost 20 years prior to that. I think it was 15 years prior to that, something like that. He decided to start enacting the, the welfare system. And, you know, who took care of people before that? Somehow we survived before that. We weren't a nation of poverty-stricken people. Life wasn't easy, never has been. But now we have a situation where people can't, you know, people are concerned about their kids ever being able to afford a house. You've got millennials finally waking up. They're going, they're on all these shorts and TikTok and everything else that they're on now saying, you know what, my parents, when I was a kid, these, these are kids aren't that old. So we're talking about 20 year olds, 20 somethings, but this is just 80s and 90s. Their parents, Family of four living on $60,000 a year or even $100,000 a year. I think that this one gal was talking about she, her, her dad made $100,000 a year. Good, that's a good paying salary back then. Mom stayed at home. Kids went to school. One of them went to private school. And they survived. They were fine. They had two cars. They had, they had the, the little American dream thing going on. And now she makes $60,000. She's in her early 20s. She makes $60,000 and she can barely afford to pay rent by herself. This is, this is what it's come to. A lot of that has to do with taxes. A lot of it has to do with inflated prices and, and valuement. It's, it is, the culture is going to change because of all this. And it didn't have to. Just because of COVID, there was going to be some bumps, there was going to be some changes in the resets in the economy. It didn't have to be like this. 
In fact, we were, the economy was starting to, and, and again, it comes back to the whole thing of we have an oil-based economy. And as long as the gas prices are staying up in the $3 range, I saw today they were back up to three fifty something again on the way home. So it's just, they got, they went down just under three bucks there for a couple minutes and now they're back up again. They're going to keep fighting to get the prices down before the election because that's what they have to do. I guarantee you they will probably be back down under two bucks a gallon again when, if we become energy independent again. People are feeling into the pocketbook. They're feeling it in when, when they see these massive amounts of money that are being given to people who don't even have citizenship here. While we have homeless people and people who are hurting that are our own citizens. I'm not sure, folks. I don't know if the country is beyond repair at this point. I don't know. I have been concerned about the person who's going to take over this mess, the next president, whoever it is. And I have some suspicions on what they're going to be doing if it's the left taking over again or what they're going to do to keep the election from happening. I'm very concerned about the next few months the rest of this year. I think it's going to be a very tumultuous year and things are just now heating up. So we'll, we'll see how things go, but I just, we'll have to see how this, this all pans out. But uh, in the meantime, we will pray because that's all we can do in most cases. Most of us cannot affect anything other than maybe sharing the information of what's going on around us, being educated, educating ourselves to really get out there and just change, you know, one mind at a time. How people realize the, the, the disparity we have right now between where our country should be and where it is. So as we press forward, I just want to thank all of you for listening, for praying for our country, praying for each other, praying for the leaders of this nation. We shall see what we shall see as it all unfolds before us. Folks, God bless. Hopefully there will be a show tomorrow with a bunch of audio clips. That's the plan. In the meantime, God bless. Have a great rest of your week and a great weekend if I can talk to you tomorrow. Take care.